Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I've been trying to like reconnect with my sexuality because like my libido is still way down and I used to be a uh, much more sex positive I would like to have said but now even though like I go on dates I'm like you seem perfectly nice but everyone to me is a take or leave Welcome back to another episode of Awkward Sex in the City. What is up? Is it snowing outside for you? Probably not because it's snowing now and I doubt it's going to snow when you listen to it. It'll be snowing like like the chances. I love it. What if, you know? Here we go. Another unhinged intro outro. They're not even that unhinged is my favorite part and I get so self-conscious about it and it's literally just me being like, hey y'all, it's snowing outside. Is it snowing for you? Oh, maybe not because you're listening to this after I record. Fun times, fun times in my brain sometimes, all the times. Don't don't go in. It's sometimes a nightmare. This is another really cathartic episode. Um, I was really excited to have Kenise Mobley back. Uh, I had her, I think it was like three or four years ago, which is wild because time does not make sense anymore in this weird vortex that we call life. Because um, it does literally feel like yesterday that I had her on. And we got to talk about, again, like relationships, our relationship with ourselves, like what type of work needs to be done to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and legit like loving ourselves ourselves and like what we bring to the table and why that's so important to seep into other parts of our lives with relationships, right? Like, I don't know how to, I think we word it better in the actual episodes. I'm not going to try now, but I think this is like really interesting stuff to talk about because the more that I've been talking about it recently on the podcast and with friends and like with peers, this is a very huge I was going to say sore subject. I think it's a, that's not the right like wording that I want for it. I think this is a very huge insecurity for like most, if not all of us. Honestly, it's almost like HPV. Like 90% of us have or have had HPV. I'm still HPV positive. Um, I feel like my body is never going to shed it. Um, Some people can shed it. But it's like one of these things like we all have it or we have had it or we're dealing with it or we have dealt with it, but we don't really talk about it. And I think there's this stigma behind it that, and now I'm back to like loving ourselves and HPV. There's a stigma with HPV. I think it's gotten much better. Also with herpes, I think it's gotten much better anyways, uh, but I digress. I just think there's a lot behind it and maybe social media is a big part of it being having to be seen a certain way or thinking you have to be seen a certain way and like all that good shit and how it really just can fuck you up mentally emotionally physically like I was just I've been stressed the past couple of weeks more so than normal and I was like oh right right this is what my body feels like with anxiety and stress and it's not fun like it's physically exhausting 
Um, so we go a lot into that. We go a lot into that. Um, we talk about her show uh, that's coming um, to Littlefield if you are in New York City, Littlefield in Brooklyn on January 30th called Don't Kill Yourself. I'm sorry, Don't Kill Yourself Yet. Uh, Don't Kill Yourself Yet. Kenise also had a stroke. So we talk about that experience uh, and how it kind of changed her her like outlook on and how like it also didn't change her outlook and it just it's it's a really good episode and i i don't want to give away any more uh besides that that you should go to her show don't kill yourself yet uh, it's gonna be january 30th at littlefield i'm gonna be there i'm gonna go like not performing but i'm gonna go see it i can't wait um and then go follow her on the socials at kenise mobley so k-e-n-i-c-e-m-o-b-l-e-y and also remember to go follow rate like review uh this episode and awkward sex and city on all the socials at awkward sex and city the girls on tiktok now it's so weird what is life and i will see you on the other side of this episode so we can start uh about your show that's coming okay. up on the 31st yeah it's on the 30th oh shit january 30th. <laughs> 30th. it's okay it's okay it's january 30th at littlefield i'm really excited about it mm-hmm. it's called don't kill yourself yet it is about like depression but then essentially like if you've had an impulse to destroy yourself your whole life and then your body tries to destroy you what mm-hmm. that does to a person so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, because so long story short for the listeners, you had a stroke. I did. Uh, I was minding my own business, just walking along. I was on the phone with my mom when it happened. And I guess I'm really lucky that I was on the phone with my mom because someone could like talk oh to the, Yeah, but I was just walking outside, fell on the phone. Someone found me on the ground, talked to my mom. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't, I don't think I realized that. That's one of like, my biggest i mean i'm afraid i'm so afraid of death but stroke really scares the shit out of me it reminds me of that new girl quote where nick is like do you ever just think there's gonna be there's gonna be a big one and it just takes you out and he's like talking about strokes and i was like oh. yeah i am so afraid of that um because they're so debilitating too like you had to go into like rehab you had to like relearn uh yeah that scares the shit out of me i'm i'm super lucky again because Truly, I was on a path. I was walking. I didn't know anyone was around. Someone found me, was able to talk to my mom. They discussed, realized I didn't have Bell's palsy, which makes your face slump, and mm-hmm. then sent me to the hospital right then. But if oh. I had made it into my room, it would have been way worse because they wouldn't have found me for like days. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to, I've been to like stroke support groups now for young stroke survivors. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to see a lot of people who fundamentally their lives have changed. Like they can't work they can't they can barely talk like just whole ranges of experiences and some people you can't tell that they had a stroke at all they have no lasting effects from it they just have this weird thing that happened to them this one time where they almost died but it is it the factors that determine how serious it is some are known to us some are not and it is kind of like i'm not saying you're right to be afraid i am saying it is happening to a lot of people more often younger people mm-hmm. and as a group we're just like what <laughs> what the hell no i know a couple of people 30 and under that have had strokes and it might this is not the same at all but it reminds me of shingles like i know at least like 10 people under 
35 that have had shingles and then like u.s health system is like no you can't have the shot until your 60s and it's like yeah but you could stop this like exactly my roommate had it twice and the first time he got it how do you get it 23 i'm not sure um (laughs) i used to worry about his immune system his little immune system because he got swine flu uh in college when like swine flu was a thing and i was like i'm so worried about yeah it sounds like he's doing like no offense like he could just be like the statistical anomaly but when you've had shingles twice and swine flu at Mm -hmm. that point it sounds like you're doing something (laughs) (laughs) it's like this is your fault Um, no shame or blaming (laughs) it just from my outside perspective that's what it sounds like Mm -hmm. no i don't i don't think you're 100 percent wrong you know like Okay. <laughs> like live differently i don't know i got um i got what did i get i got hand foot and mouth disease uh this past that's summer. what children get yeah yeah i got it from a fucking child and i got it really bad where it went like so it's only supposed to say in your hand foot and mouth this went all over my body but um i can't remember who it was it was someone i tore with and they were like natalie like something is wrong with your body like you got MRSA once too and i was like no these are different things man MRSA <laughs> was me being disgusting like i got MRSA from being disgusting i got okay. MRSA because i used um this is so embarrassing. I don't know if I've ever talked about on the podcast before. I used uh, someone's in college, their tweezers. I tried to use it on an ingrown hair in my pubes. Yeah. Yeah. Not smart. Um, I didn't even. What clean. is MRSA and what, what is the feel? I'm, I'm, of course, my first thought is, wait, have I ever had those things? What I know. Um, what are the symptoms of hand, foot and mouth? And what are the symptoms of MRSA? So both of them, you would know immediately if you had them. Okay, Hand foot and mouth disease, um, unfortunately, is like the chicken pox. There's nothing you can really do. Um, so a lot of people get it when they're children. So you don't yes. get it as an adult. So like I got it from my niece um, and I'm the only adult that got it. Like my husband didn't get it. My sister and brother-in-law didn't get it. Grandparents didn't get it. Just me. I think most of them had it as a child. Okay. So, and also like Madeline Murphy has had hand, foot, mouth disease. Um, She's had it twice, actually. Uh, Both got it from kids. But um, so what happens is at first you feel like shit. Like I was so confused. I was at work and all of a sudden had 103 fever and like, did it know? Like I was like Googling, like how high is too high? Like for a fever, like do I need to go in? Um, Terrible sore throat. I had never sweat so much in my life through... um, like while sleeping, like I had broken the fever the first night. And then I went to the doctors and they were like, I don't know, man, you look fine. Came back, fever went right back up. And then I like posted on Instagram being like, I'm sick. I don't know what's going on. And my sister-in-law was like, I think I know what's going on. And it, she was like, tomorrow you're going to get like rashes on your hands. And it's true. It does. Like they come in like blisters. They're really painful. Um, But the, what was so gross, it was like, so after it happens, your body sheds it. So I was like typing one day and like my thumb felt really hard on like my keyboard. And I was like, what's going on? And I literally just like pulled off like all of my skin Uh, (laughs) because it's like shedding the virus. Yeah. Um, Same thing with your feet. Like it was truly just like, like your whole foot would like come off. It was disgusting. So you will know if you have it. It Okay. Thank you. You're miserable, but it's not like life threatening. Marissa. MRSA is life-threatening if you don't know what's going on. So I got it. Like this happened back in like, I want to say like 2008 um, when I was in college. And there literally was like kids dying from MRSA. Like it was like a little bit of like an 
not epidemic, but like shit was going on because a small epidemic. <laughs> yeah, you're young, you're dumb, you don't realize what's going on because once it hits, two things happen. Like if it hits your bone, like if it hits, like it was on my leg, and so it was yeah. like because I got it twice. I got it on my pubes, and then it like moved to my leg. So I know it's really embarrassing, and gross. But if it hits your bone, they have to amputate. There's like nothing they can do if the infection hits the bone. So it was really close to like my thigh and like my like hip bone. It got like this big because I was like avoiding everything because I I don't know. Um, and then if it hits like your bloodstream or something like that, I can't remember. It could kill you. Like it's just like too late. Like when I went to the doctors, they were like, you have 24 hours to live. Like if the antibiotics don't work. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Okay. So two well, different things. Been, I had not been thinking about getting that. And now I will worry about getting that. Thank you. Are I... you getting it from tweezers? No, well, you can get it from tweezers if you're trying, if you're using someone's that's not, it's not yours. Like you don't know what bacteria is on this and you're literally just like digging a hole in your pubes. Like for the most part, we all have like MRSA on us, but our bodies just like can like. Fight it off. Yeah. Like it's like, you're okay. Like it's, it's when your immune system's down and you're like being exposed and you're being a dumbass like I was um, and you're letting it get, like I let it go on for days. Like the moment, because it's really painful too. Like yes. I couldn't move my leg. Um, uh, and I was just like, no, this is fine. Like this is, this will go away. This will go away. It did not. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then if you're gross and you like sits, it does turn, you do have to get like the infection out. And it just was like, like a volcano of pus at one point. Yeah, it's wild. Um, I love that we're talking about this <laughs> instead of the stroke, but it's like, here's another thing that could potentially kill you. Yeah. Um, but that was like, that was user error on my part, you know, like strokes you don't see happening. But I've also had Bell's palsy. Like I had to do the How stroke did you have thing. Bell's palsy? <laughs> Why do you have all these health concerns? I don't know. Well, that was 2020. And I, my doctor was like, this is probably stress from... Like it was like November, 2020. So she was like, it's probably stress from the election and from COVID. And like, I think their Bell's palsy is weird. It can be genetic. My mom was like, oh yeah, your like great grandfather had it. Um, and I was like, that would have been great to know. Yeah, just a heads up that um, it happened. But I lucked out, like I got, it only was like for a month. Um, it was okay. like this side of my face. Um, and it's weird. You like, you just can't move it. Like it's like feels paralyzed. Um, and then that, that went away. Yeah. Okay. Now talking this out with you, I'm like, I have, maybe it is me. Maybe there are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot of stuff to happen to a mm -hmm. person. I'd say from a health perspective, I had the stroke before that I had just like the regular stuff. Like, mm -hmm. um, oh, what's the thing that every woman has now? PCOS. I don't know what that is. Um, okay. Not PCOS. Uh, is it to deal with your ovaries? No, it's technically sexually transmitted. But like oh, 50%. HPV. Yeah, it's like I had that. And then, yeah, I had just like depression stuff. Mm -hmm. I had fibroids mm -hmm. and they took those out. But that's about it. Okay. Like not a lot of communicable stuff. More like, well, I mean, I guess the HPV is communicable. But the fibroids, it's like, oh, well, you're a woman. So it's like a pretty big chance that you'll get it. <laughs> I do love how they treat fibroids because it's like they can like explode inside of you and be like yes. disgustingly painful and they're just like no this is just being a lady yeah you're just uh, we don't know enough and it's not cost effective to do anything about it until it's debilitating so just wait like I was told in 
2014 that I had it and I didn't have surgery until 2020 because they were just like oh just wait and I was like hey I can like see them like the shape of my stomach is different because it was apparently like four oranges just in my stomach and then like eventually they were like okay we'll do something about it we'll take them out and thankfully you're doing it now because if you had waited any longer they'd be too big to take out laparoscopically so like on the last day they were doing surgeries as everything was shutting down so mm-hmm. truly was it like march 16th because they were like it's good that you're getting it done today because yeah the next day you wouldn't have been able to do it all they i went under they used a laparoscopic thing to like grind them up and suck them out and then I had taken all month off shows and I like did all this stuff to like recover but then I felt kind of bad like oh everyone has to do this with me like because things shut down truly that day and so it was like oh I I don't feel like I have FOMO at all (laughs) like I was expecting to be like I'm missing out on things that I'm putting my career on hold and I didn't at all I didn't (laughs) no the universe was on your side on that one they're like we got you can you I should have gotten more done I think like I should (laughs) have like I don't know gone under the knife for like cosmetic stuff or like hey while you're in there take out just like take out the whole thing really because I don't really I'm not like going to have children so I'm like I wish I would have just had it taken out so I could have like had like heat flashes or hot flashes. That's what they're called during the pandemic. And then I would have been like recovered as people got back into the world and stuff. So missed opportunity, but alas. Next time. Next time. Next time. Next time I get something, next time there's a major worldwide pandemic that forces us all to be inside for an indeterminate length of time. Yeah. I mean, it was probably going to happen, though. Like, I can't remember who said it or someone was like, no, this is happening again. And I was like, yes, oh, God damn it. Because uh, we all none of us are the same. Like, they they were like, everyone's fine. There was minimal like mental health issues. And I was like, go fuck yourself. No, that, who said that? <laughs> Some like article. It was like, Washington a liar. Post was like, everyone's fine. It was like, Washington Post would up. say that shit. They'd be like, yes, the market is the most <laughs> important thing. Everyone's fine. But realistically, like. This may be dark, but after (laughs) World War II, there were like all these weird new kinks based on the traumas everyone suffered. Mm. I'm super interested in what new kinks are going to develop after like, like in Gen A or whatever the young people are called now. They're alpha and it kind of drives me crazy that they're alpha. I'm like, why do they get to be the beginning again? Yeah, no. No, I I need them to start naming it like hurricanes where it's like, this is Hillary. Uh, yes. This is Winter Storm Bennett. I don't know. I I Alpha like pissed me off for some reason. But that's really interesting. I was like, what? I mean, I my favorite was because of this podcast, I got sent so many articles about sex stuff during COVID. And mm-hmm. like, do you remember the New York one where it was like, hey, like literally the got the city of New York was like, have you heard of glory holes? Like, yes, if you're gonna have sex, yes, COVID. <laughs> it's safe. Glory holes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think I'm way too square for that. I'm sorry. I I think I'm too square. I accept this about myself. I've never done a glory hole either. Uh, I who was I with? Someone was like, "There's glory holes there," and I was like, "That's really cool that you know that." Because I would never know how to look for them, uh, where they would be. But I love that for you. So I wonder if that is. Oh, I wonder if voyeurism got bigger because everyone was fucking outside. 
were the they of, the summer of 2020 and the summer of 2021 i knew multiple friends like having sex on playgrounds in like new york city parks and i was like please stop doing that because if you get caught like you are a fucking like like child sex offender for, like a, the rest yeah. of your life like you're on yeah. a list um that was a big one yeah interesting I, yeah, people like the slides where is hell i didn't have sex on a slide at all oh man my libido yeah. shut way down i think me and my husband didn't have sex for like two and a half months because i was like well, I don't even know what to do with my body right now. Yeah. Like, what what are we gonna do? Um, like I had to like actively work to get back to something of what it looked like because I was just so I was so fucked up. I was like, there's bells, there's sirens, there's helicopters. I cannot have sex right now. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. just too much stimuli, there's too much death around us. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to my husband. He was like, you shouldn't talk about COVID as much on your podcast. And I was like, fair. But this is also about sex and COVID, which I think is yes. also fair. Mm-hmm. Um, when you had, so like after the stroke though, because I always wondered this, because um, there was, uh, I know you know him. He had cancer and he did a, a, a PowerPoint presentation about it at a show that I watched once. And he, he was like, reasons why not to get cancer. <laughs> but one of them was like you have like a new found love of your life and he he made that a con because he was like everything in your life is like so important now because like you made it like you made it to the other side you don't want to take it for granted and i just thought thought it was really funny how he like framed it because he was like no it's so fucking overwhelming because you're just like (laughs) this food is so great i get to go do this now like i love my friends and he's like i just want to fucking like watch tv and not give a shit some days you know Mm. did that happen to you there was a period of time that was like, oh, wow, I have a new lease on life. But I've had depression my whole life. So it also mm. like that came back. And that's how I know my brain was healing. And that's kind of like, oh, I'm physically better because I'm sadder. <laughs> and I know that my brain is starting to function as it used to. OK, great. Like, uh, we're, yeah. we're, back. Yeah. we're back. Yeah, we're back. So I have not had a difficult time uh, just sitting on my couch and enjoying television. <laughs> Um, that has not been my my difficult part. I'd have so I had the stroke, went through that period of like reconnecting, lease on life, then deep depression, then on medication. Okay. And then I've been trying to like kind of reconnect with my sexuality because like my libido is still way down. And mm-hmm. I used to be a uh, much more sex positive. I would like to have said, but now, even though like I go on dates, I'm like, you seem perfectly nice, but everyone to me is a take or leave. And mm-hmm. having sex with them is like half intellectual exercise of like, well, I, I mean, this is sex. Yes. And there's physically, they're perfectly nice and they're not doing anything weird, but I just, I've got to concentrate to come because I'm not fully in it. Mm, and sometimes it helps when I'm high a little bit Mm. but I still like I'm really having to navigate that and I feel bad for everyone I've dated especially if I feel like if you were like I'm not getting anything from her like emotionally all that stuff but it is because I'm like you seem perfectly fine but if you never called me again I don't think I'd have an emotional response to it and Mm -hmm. I don't love that like I had a dream about loving someone but I was like but who would I love? <laughs> like, I I would like to, I want to feel that way about someone. But when confronted with actual people, I'm always like, as a list of things, this is nice. And I think that's a great list. 
but I don't feel that strongly about any of these lists. Have you ever been in love? Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So you know, you've got like your the not groundwork, but you've you've got a base level to know yes. what this feels like. I've been in love several times, and I feel okay. lucky that I've had that feeling. And like in my longest relationship was in high school, where I dated someone for like three and a half years, mm-hmm. and so I was in love with them. And I was in love with people in grad school, and I was in love with people when I moved to Los Angeles, and I was in love with people when I moved back to Boston, and I was even in love with people when I moved to New York. But it has been several years since I think I was like in love with someone. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a lot of it too. Is like you're as you get older, like you know what you want, and you're not gonna waste your time. Yeah. And so really you're doing like a service, like you're doing yourself a disservice if you try to stay in it and you know, like, nah, like I would be fine if you didn't get back to me. Um, Because yeah, that feeling is so great. It is like, you have to, you have to want it. And if you don't want it with that person, then fucking cut it. You know, like there's no, I think there's no shame in that. I think if anything, that's really fucking mature. Thank you. I mean, that's why like, and this is while I've been in love with people, et cetera. But like, I have only dated people for three months because it has been like, I'm not feeling the feeling that I want this to continue even. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling like, oh, you, I want you to be a part of the life that I have that I rather enjoy. And now it's just like, continued for a couple of years and this is since before the stroke sorry this is now a therapy session for me where I'm no just, no no it's yeah. great I'm like realizing like okay it has been a while since I've been in love I would like to be in love but I simply don't feel that way about anyone yeah. so yeah so when you say you're like kind of looking into your sexuality are you looking into opening up to different genders to see if that's part of like one of the roadblocks I wish to god that were one of the roadblocks because since I was, since I started comedy, people have been like joking, you're just a lesbian. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a weird way of saying that you don't find me attractive, but sure. I'd like, <laughs> that was about dudes. Dude, yes. <laughs> like your, your, your vibe is lesbian. Um, and I'm like, but I'm not a lesbian. And it would make things not like it would make things easier. I would never <laughs> put that on the LGBTQ community but it would make sense that I have never like I I just haven't attached that strongly to anyone Mm -hmm. um and I'm not asexual because like I masturbate and I think about sex and there have been people that I'm attracted to but god damn if it's not like how did I become such a specific puzzle piece that all these other puzzle pieces aren't of interest to me (laughs) like how did that happen I think it's just most men suck like especially like fucking comedians like your your vibe is lesbian because you're not into them like because you're not actively like trying to s their d they're like well then this person must be she's giving off lesbian yeah giving off lesbian like fuck off maybe i need to move somewhere else maybe the two cities i've lived in three cities i've lived in as an adult are also notoriously bad dating cities for women like new york is notoriously bad for women Mm -hmm. statistically is bad LA, if you are not of a certain body type, then mm. it's historically very, very bad. And Boston is bad once you're over the age of 23 and if you're not a blackout drunk. So, mm. yeah, maybe my friend actually living- just moved to Boston and I feel like she's like having not as much luck as she'd like to. But it's like the alternative is like, I don't know, like Fredericksburg, Virginia, like this, like you're just in the suburbs or like, yeah. 
Um, I know where Fredericksburg, Virginia. <laughs> shut up, really. That's like where I'm from. I'm like from that area. That's why I was like, I'm from North Carolina, and I oh, okay. spent some time in D.C. And my sister lives in Baltimore, so I go to the D.M.V. rather, rather frequently. Okay, yeah, you know yeah. the D.M.V. area. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was born in Baltimore, so that's that's cool. I like it. Yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah, North Carolina. You're gonna get a lot of uh, no shade. But you're gonna get a lot of Christians. You're gonna get a lot of I there's no a lot shade of moderates that's... on yes. like their Tinders, but they mean yes. conservative. Yeah, they mean conservative, but they want to fuck ladies who are liberal. Um yeah, so I have swiped while visiting my hometown. Mm-hmm. And it is the dudes I went to high school with. It's a lot of dudes who still have a Dave Matthews band vibe and <laughs> like are like, hey, I'm chill. And maybe they wear a beanie because they're like, no, I know what being in a city is like. And you're like, I don't, what are you, what are you doing? And uh, No, as a woman, I don't think I should be subservient to you. What? Uh, mm-hmm. No, I don't think it's just totally normal that this is completely segregated and we should all be okay with that. No, I don't. <laughs> like, so yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing like on TikTok somewhere, or it might've been a friend telling me this, but it was like, no, it was TikTok. It was like dating right now. Like if you dated in like the the 2020, 22 area, uh, it was like the last helicopter out of Saigon. Like yep. supposedly it's a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. So I, honestly, I don't think it's you. I do Thank think you. it's like the the situation for a lot of people right now is like really messy. And New York is a hard place to date. I think I was dating only comedians and that was a mistake. And then I started dating like, I think I started dating like producers and I was like, this is a mistake too. And you're just like, everyone's like in these little like sections, like finance bros, like your Upper West Siders, like your Tribeca bitches. And you're just like, I I just want to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. Cause I, I'm trying to think, like I met, I met my husband twice. We actually met at a Marianne Ways party. Okay. Like, randomly, but I hated, I didn't hate him, but I was like, he's wearing a hat. And I was like, fuck this guy. Like, I don't care about him. Because <laughs> of his hat? Yeah. I explicitly, like, explicitly remember his hat. Uh, and Aaron is the <laughs> sweetest boy ever. And he was flirting with my friend and I was flirting with his friend. So it was like, perfect. Like, uh. we don't need to talk. And then I ended up re-meeting him at a comedy show. He was in the audience. Like, he's not a comedian. Uh, um, ideal. And that is, I was going to say, like, for a comedian, like, that is ideal. Like, they've seen what you do. They hear mm-hmm. what you've done on set, on stage. Because that's also can be hard as, like, a female comedian. Like, a lot of dudes aren't cool with it. Like No. They say they're cool with it, and then they're really not cool with it. Absolutely. So it's like, okay, you just heard a really intense story, awkward sex story. You're down. And we just kind of vibed and uh, uh, kicked it off, hit it off. But, like, I do remember it being work. I do remember being like, okay this because i have fear of intimacy mm-hmm. with like friends with uh with relationships like i do a very like arm's length like it'll take me sometimes years to get close to people that makes um, a lot of sense to me and I in love- my brain i'm like that just seems reasonable <laughs> right <laughs> like, if you're putting a lot of trust in someone it makes sense to like suss them out it'll be like like yeah tease out what this relationship is and that is why my closest friends my identical twin sister and someone who i started comedy with 10 years ago and so yeah. it's like and oh a girl who went to who i met in second grade those are the people who are closest to me so i totally get i'm like yeah it takes a long time sometimes it takes years and years for yeah. these things to develop for me and you're like a really cool person you're very easy to talk to uh but like you know like 
you can feel it in yourself of like, I'm not fully opening up. I'm not yeah. fully giving myself. And so when I met Aaron and I was like, I do think I want this to be more. I remember being like really, really uncomfortable because I was like, I do want more from this. And I like, he's such a social person. Like now my oh. social network is like much bigger in that sense um, where I like, I I have like, or I had like four like main friends before and so like learning how to be like that was really hard but I was like I know this is like good for me but I hate it and I'm still actively (laughs) working on it right now like I can barely make relationships with people like within comedy because I'm like you seem cool loved your show okay bye like I don't know how to talk to people (laughs) I'm like hey bye I've been trying to invite people out for like tea I I feel super (laughs) weird I love that I also am like doing vision boarding parties and I've invited some people over where it's like, hi, we don't really talk much, but would you like to come over and like cut up magazines with me? (laughs) I love that. But that's it. It's like you do, you almost have to go back to like what it was like as a child of like, hey, would you like to come over to the sleepover where we look at magazines (laughs) and we like have fancy drinks and be silly and like awkward, like I've been thinking about watching like Pen15 to be like, how did they make friends? And how did they do this? How did they do it? Because that was me. Um, and I think it really does correlate in love a lot too of like, and so if you're like dating these people and you're like, nah, I'm good. You're not going to want to put in that extra word. I'm not. I'm yeah. realizing that totally because it's like, I have, I'm looking above my computer because above my computer is my schedule. And I've written down every day what it is that I'm doing, like show, podcasts, like thing, therapy, blah, blah, blah. And I have dates with a person written on there and perfectly nice guy. Physically, like, wow, you, sir, work out. That's great (laughs) for you. But truly, if I never saw him again, I'd be like, oh, well, there was a nice man that I knew one time. Mm -hmm. Like, more than one, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I I do want to just, like, invite some like probably a group of people, including the person I'm interested in, like, hey, do you guys want to watch Wild Things and make fun of it? Which they do in Pin 15. They like have a party where they watch Wild Things. And I was like, let's watch like cheesy, crappy, late 90s cinema of our middle school years and just tear it to shreds based on the changing ways that we view the world and then based on that it'd be cool if someone and I was like wow his brain and my brain together fun Mm -hmm. yeah that's actually a really good idea like I feel like (laughs) I feel like a group setting is a really good idea maybe not like hey I've had sex with all of you guys I just want to see who I like like a bachelor situation I wouldn't do that I wouldn't do that (laughs) but I think that's a good idea like uh I think especially now since like it's such the wild wild west online uh when it comes to like the apps and shit of uh like do your friends know any people that like you can like let's just see let's just see if we vibe let's see if we just like you know my friends have never hooked me up with anyone truly I've been on okay like in the last 10 years one person was like oh you should go on a date with my friend and it was a person that I had met before and imagine just like whatever the opposite of chemistry is as we like hang out in a park and then both go by like that was it was it was truly awful and I was like wow okay I feel like I I know I words different. no but like the opposite of affirmed <laughs> like mm. negated in my uh 
personhood, gender, sexuality, attractiveness. I feel none of those things at this moment because I feel this person being so disinterested. But I'm also not interested in them, so I shouldn't even be invested in what they think about me. I hate that feeling. Oh, I I care so much what people think of me. I care so much. I could hate you. And I want to know that you still love me. Like, it's something I'm realizing at 35 that I'm like, oh, this is an issue. Like, yeah, gotta let this go. Like, none of this fucking matters. This isn't serving you at all. Not at all. If anything, it's like taking up space in your mind and in your life and in your time. That's like so unnecessary. It's like, oh, my God. Um, I do blame social media for that one. I really do. Um, As I've now started to do video of the podcast (laughs) to put on social media. Like I am a part of the problem. But we're Um, all part of the problem. And it's a bigger thing than us mm -hmm. is that people figure out how to make money off of people's likes and things and are just squeezing it for everything it's worth, regardless of how it affects our mental states. But we're all on it because we are in entertainment and we have to be. And Mm -hmm. it's... It's bad for our brains and our hearts. I oh, just it's, it's so bad. Uh, oh, I can't remember who told me this. Um, Maya, um, I'm blanking on her last name. There's an app. You do have to buy it, but it will, um, it will, you can put in settings of like, I only want to be on TikTok for like an hour a day, or I only want to be on Instagram on an hour a day. And once you hit an hour, you cannot, like it locks. We're like, oh. your phone can do that. Like you can do that without buying yes. the app. But you can just press ignore. And I've exactly. done that with mobile games a lot. Like this will ignore. be like, nope. Ignore for the rest of the day. They're like, we will see okay. you fucking tomorrow, bitch. And I'm like, I think I need to buy it. I think I need to do it. I know because it's fucking with my mental health. Like, I can it totally is. feel it. It is. Yeah. I'm okay. So uh, this has been a lot of me like, woe is me. I can't find someone who I want to be with. But it's also this year I am realizing that I like some, I think sometimes I've been like, I'm a strong, independent woman and I don't need anybody else. And that isn't true. Like I need my friends and I need my family. And I do specifically want a romantic attachment to a partner who is mm-hmm. romantically attached to me. Um, and I am going to stop feeling guilty or less than uh, for wanting that, but also feel less than and pathetic for not having it. Uh, but I am saying this year to myself, I love me like and my love matters like my love for myself matters and I would like to hang out with me because I actually like myself and because I like myself that isn't just which I was doing last year a lot of I'm pointing to my couch people on the podcast can't hear it but I'm pointing to my couch a lot of couch sitting and laying there and playing a game and being like this is self-care but some of my love I've decided (laughs) I'm a little late to the party whatever shut up that (laughs) some of the love is going through my emails from the last week and making sure that I followed up with everyone and mm. updating my calendar, both in person, like my physical calendar and online and doing my 30 minutes a day of, okay, it's based on the artist way, like those like free pages or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for me, it is more like thinking about the day, what it is that I want to accomplish and also expressing gratitude for things that have happened. Um, so I am doing these things like, Hey, I will work on the spending more time with groups of people where I think I more my personality more so shines than online and really connecting with the things that I like doing with groups. Like I like playing trivia a lot. Like I'm really dorky in this way. Um, And so like go to trivia more often because people who like trivia, you are more likely to have fun interactions with. Uh, But in the meantime of doing that, 
what does loving yourself actually mean to you? And uh, cheesy as hell and maybe delusional. And next year I would be, I'll be like, can you believe this bitch? She's an idiot. But right now, this is what I feel like I have to do to maintain sanity and not slip into a deep depression. I think that's great. I think that's amazing. I don't think you're going to regret this next year. Okay. But when I like, I, I aspire a lot with like my career. I think we all do. Um, and so I have written down lists of like, what do I bring to the table? Like, what do I like? What is, what makes me different as we're like watching um, all these other people online or like in person. And I, I think it goes to like, this is what I love about myself. And I think the more that you can say that out loud and it just becomes more real for you. And, yeah. and like, it's easier that type of energy, that type of like confidence, I think is also very attractive to people too, of like, this is what I love about myself. Um, and if you're cool with that, amazing. If not, I'm good. Like, I yeah. think there's a lot to that. Like when I, I like got out of a, it's kind of the opposite um, of opposite in that, like, it's not about love. It was about sex, but like yeah. I got out of a bad relationship where they were like really bad about my body. They said bad things about my body. Um, they would, they would um, compare me to their ex who has a very different body than me. What? Um, yeah, it was a mess. This dude sucks. He did. I hope he's changed. Um, uh, but he would like tell me I got too wet. He was like, you got too wet during sex. So, like I was like, and he would use like, you know, um, he would with the withhold uh, sex as like kind of a punishment. Like for, I would always be like, oh my God, it's been so long since we had sex. Like what's going on? Like this can't be good. So when I was in like a relationship with like my now husband, I'd be like, oh my God, we haven't sex in this. Like, what's wrong? Are you mad at me? And he was like, no, like you were out of town for shows. And then this happened and this happened. Like, <laughs> yeah, we love each other and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, yeah, that's totally normal. Um, but so, so that right after that, I was like, okay, I now love myself enough to be like away from this guy. Like, I know yeah. like you don't. Cause I was like, oh, this is what love is. Like you have to try like this is what, when people say it's hard. Yeah. Which is also the problem, right? Like, I feel like a lot of us weren't taught with like a, like a functioning relationship looks like, like right. not codependent, not like these weird power trips or like not borderline like, abusive. Yeah. Or yeah. Emotionally abusive, verbally abusive. Like we, we kind of like weren't taught that. And so my main thing afterwards was like, okay, you love sex. Like you love sex. So you got to like become in love with your body again. So I just fucked like crazy and I was very open about it. And I was with the men. I'd be like, I'm not being exclusive. I'm using protection. You're really cool. I vibe with you. I would love to like have sex with you, uh, but I don't want anything else from this. I right. do not want a relationship from this. And it was beautiful. Like all these guys would come in and they would like ebb and flow with each other. I think only once where they're like two guys at the same time, like it was like back to back kind of like dating, not dating, but like fucking situation. But it was like, everyone understood because everyone's on the same page. And I found like, I found my libido again. Cause like yeah. I had lost mine too, but I was like, you just gotta, you gotta run these laps. You gotta do your 10,000 hours of fucking and get it back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think what you're doing right now is really going to help and work. And I know you're talking about your libido as well. It may be good to just keep getting these reps in and you're like, I, this is what I didn't like about this. This is what I didn't like about that. Um, and you talked about like how you're not fully in it sometimes. Like you have to concentrate having sex. And honestly, I have to concentrate really hard to orgasm. I think that's okay. pretty normal too. Yeah. Okay. Rarely, rarely can I have like an internal orgasm. It's almost always like clit 
yeah once in a while they'll get me and I'm like oh okay but I'm usually like really concentrated on like either the action the person or sometimes it's like hey what's a fun fantasy in my head that I could do real quick that I'm like here we go you know yeah but I think you're like on the right track I think you're like way ahead than you think fingers crossed we'll see yeah and I also am trying to not make it like I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love podcasts. And some podcasts are about being single. Some podcasts are about dating, that kind of thing. And sometimes the person is like, if I do this, then I will get in a relationship or something. And I'm trying not for that to be the end goal. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I am trying not to focus on like, okay. Because the last thing I want is to be like, oh, I've worked so hard on myself and I'm still pissed off because it didn't Mm -hmm. result in this thing. Um, But I think what I'm trying to have the end goal be is a better relationship with myself. We will see again. This is, it is the middle of January, 2024. And by the time it's warmer, my opinion could have changed. But at this moment, that is what I'm going to focus on. Yeah. And I think because that's the goal, I think the goal is like centered on you. I think that changes what the outcome will be too. Because yeah. there is not that setup of like, oh man, woe is me. Why am I still single? Uh, society is telling me that like I am of this age, I should be like, you know, married or like with a long-term partner or blah, blah, blah. Because that's another thing. Like the amount of things that women have to just like deal with mentally on a day-to-day basis of like how we stand within society is horrifying yes. and disgusting and exhausting. So I don't think uh, everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like so on board. This feels so right. Um, because yeah, you're right. There are, there are people that are like, if I do this, then I will be in a committed relationship. And that can't be the end goal. Yeah. You can't control that. (laughs) Yeah. You can't control that. And I think it's like, uh, I, I think like, I feel like my, not, I don't want to say like my parents felt this way, but like, they don't complete you. They compliment you. Um, and it's like really fun to like have your best friend around all the time. Cause like, I do think it's really important that like they don't have to be like the best friend, but like yeah. one of your best friends, like you yeah. want to like your partner. I can't remember who we were talking about recently, but uh, me and my husband, we were like, yeah, they don't like each other. Like what? <laughs> That's not fun. Like, yeah. of course you're gonna have arguments, but it's like, I like things that you like and you like things that I like and we like each other's company. Um, and so the more that you are like, well, I just want to make sure that I like myself and love myself, yeah. that really brings that type of like, okay, that person be like, oh yeah, I also really like what she's bringing to the table. Like this is yeah. very fun. Also, one of my best friends hosts trivia at Chilos in Bed. I don't know where that is, but uh, Beds. I'm not sure neighborhood you're in, but it's in Bed Stuy. Okay, uh, I'm in Crown Heights, so just below it. So. Oh yeah, perfect. Every Monday, yeah. <laughs> there's a. I'll make sure to like message you. I mean, I feel like I rarely go, but um. I've got trivia people around me that I'm like, oh, no, no, you should, you should technically I host a trivia show. Shut up. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I host, or I'm a co-host of, uh, if it's just in a bar, it's called Trivial Dispute, but the show we do at the Midnight Theater in Manhattan, it's called uh, Wits End and we get celebrity guests in. And uh, yeah, it's, it's trivia with uh usually famous comedians and stuff so yeah oh I love that I like midnight theater but the location I remember the first time I went there I was like where are you are we yeah what (laughs) why am I close to the river but it's not (laughs) the east river what the hell (laughs) I remember like it was like in a I couldn't find it it was like in a shopping center I was like 
Okay. And then you have to go up some stairs. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, wait, am I going to the restaurant? And they're like, go to that door that seems kind of not particularly well marked. And you're like, oh, this feels safe. And then that's where the theater (laughs) is. Yeah. But it's like a gorgeous theater. Like, oh my God, I love it. set up really, really great. Lots of screens so you can do multimedia stuff. It is a really cool venue that's now owned by, I think, MasterCard. So everything is MasterCarded out. Like, you're like, wow, even the napkins got to have MasterCard on it? Okay, sure. Oh my God. Yeah. For you, what is like your perfect person? Like, what's your ideal scenario? Okay. Um, Part of this might be influenced by the fact that I'm getting back into exercise because I had a really, I did in December and January, or like the beginning of January, I was traveling and stuff like that. But like I got on my elliptical, which you can see behind me, um, and I watched this show about people carving wood. It's like a reality show where it's like people with chainsaws carving giant pieces of wood. And I was like, part of me just wants this weird Irish guy who carves (laughs) wood, and I think he lives in the mountains. (laughs) But he seems like a nice guy and he has a hobby that he is passionate about. Um, I probably, that guy probably has weird beliefs on women. I don't know what his deal is, but that did make me like think about it. It's like, I think more about it, but I want someone who has something that they're passionate about. And it it could be their day job. They could be passionate about their day job or they could have a hobby or side hustle or whatever they want to call it, a thing that they do that brings them joy. Someone Mm -hmm. who's actively experiencing joy and pursuing joy, um, not just like mindlessly going about their job and that is it. And they go from job to gym to this. And when you ask them what makes them happy, they literally cannot answer that question. Mm -hmm. Um, I want someone who's down to play like with words, I mean, mm-hmm. um, but also just be silly. Uh, Cause like we're comedians. I like to joke around a lot, but I also like silly, like let's make up a scenario and let's just deepen this world together as we're talking. Um, I really like that. Uh, I would like someone who likes sex. I don't want, I guess I couldn't date someone who's completely asexual, even though my libido is low, it is usually higher. And I am trying to get it back to that level. Um, someone who's down to play in that area and who has, who's not just like, we can't have sex with the lights on because I've dated guys like that. And you're like, what? Why am I the, I'm not even that kinky, but you're making me feel like I'm like the kinkiest weirdo who ever walked the face of the earth. Um, So someone who is open to like uh, exploring things and trying new things with each other. Um, And even if we've like tried things before, like trying new things that I like with you, specifically you. Um, Someone who. I think about when they're not there because most of these guys I've seen in the last two years, if I'm not seeing you like at this moment, I'm not thinking about you at all. And I would like to be like, oh, I wonder if this person would like that. I'd love to wonder if someone would like something. I'd mm-hmm. love to have that feeling. Um, or, ooh, this person would love this meme. I can't wait to share it with them. Something like that. It's also tough because I've really improved my relationship with my best friend over the last few years. My best friend is my identical twin sister who I've grown up with, who I was in the womb with and everything. So it would be hard for someone to like have a comparable relationship based on our years, decades now of experience, but someone who I just feel natural around. And that that, that feeling you were describing where you're open, you're a comedian, you're talking to people, but part of you is like closed or off mm-hmm. because you're not really connecting with these people deeply. I would like to have the feeling where there isn't 
a series of closed doors um, inside of me because I am just being like a, hi, I'm comedy person. I'm here at comedy event. I'm friendly. I'm nice. I in, I'm inviting. I love to do your show. You should be on my show. It's like that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, people with whom I'm like, look, this bitch is a crazy asshole. I can't fucking stand <laughs> her. Um, and it, I can do both and it's fine. Like, so it's not necessarily a long list, but it is a pretty specific one. No. I don't think it's, it's not based on physicality. It's not really based on their job. I would like them, and this is probably more a function of age than it is of uh, finances. They just need to be able to do what it is that they like to do. So, like, I like to go to the movies. I don't want to date someone who literally cannot afford to go to the movies. And I know that is some people, but I do like going to the movies and I would want someone who would be able to go with me. Like I'm not asking them to pay for me, but I would like them to be able to pay for themselves. And I really like traveling. And I last year did a month in Rome. I just got back from Cancun. I'm planning on going to ideally Edinburgh this year. And next year, Mexico city is where I'd like to go spend a month. Are you going to do French? Yeah, that's the, the, that's what my my manager is is we're moving towards that. So doing fringe and that it would be the show. Don't kill yourself yet, which is again at Littlefield on January thirtieth. Please buy tickets for the love of God because it will be so embarrassing if no one is there. Okay, I um, think I'm going. I don't think I have anything of um happening then. Thank you. I'm very I'm, excited I, to see it. I I hope that you like it. I I've done it in front of a few audiences, and I'm I think I'm constantly iterating and making it better. And I hope that you enjoy. it. Oh my God. Yay. Um, after the pod, we should talk fringe too. Cause I've done fringe and okay. uh, it's, it's a lot, but you're going to have, that is, that is what everyone has said. I've been asking around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, no, I think this is great. I, I, when you were talking about that too, your, your list, I was, I was trying to think too, of like, what, how did I do it differently with like, how did I make Aaron stick? And I remember this isn't going to make sense to anyone, but I remember we like had met at a bar and this was like the first, this is the first time we like spent the night together. It's the first time we had sex. Uh, we'd gone to, I think it's called cherry tree, like right next to Barclay center. It's not, I remember that bar. There used to be comedy at that bar. Yes. 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 I've done comedy there. Fortunately, RIP. Um, and he lived in South slope. He's lived off of uh, prospect Ab. So we were on the R or something and the R went, uh, express and we got all the way to 36th street and so he was like oh we can just walk from here it was like about like less than a mile we yeah. both are big walkers like we're both very okay oh, with walking um, i was thinking like today where it's like truly 13 degrees and i was like oh Absolutely yeah not. no we we this was like i think in may so it was oh, like then, yeah, nice yeah 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 walk, walk all day yeah we had we're a little buzz and i remember like walking down the street and I remember being like i do like this guy but I'm really weird and I never show the weirdness right away. Like I'm very like, like it doesn't, it's not gonna make any sense now, but like we do like weird voices with each other. Like we just get like really, really silly. That's, uh, that's, that's ideal. And it's super fun. And I just remember being like, this is you and you haven't been showing it. Like, I think you just have to. And I just remember on that walk, I just got real fucking weird with him. And I remember being like, just pointing shit out being like, what's that? What's that? And like, I, very like obvious things and he like he got the joke really quickly and we were yeah. just like being dumbasses and giggling the whole way home and I was like, but i remember i had to actively be like you have to initiate this like yeah. you have to initiate it um because i've always i think something that i always struggle with was like i'm always i always want to be invited um yes. straight out the gate and aaron is like you always will 
if you initiate like because people don't always know where you stand with them or they don't know where they yeah. stand with you so he's like when you initiate you will always be invited back and mm. like i've always been like but i always just want to be invited first yeah i just want to be invited first right Which if they really like, like me they would invite me first i wouldn't have to do this but I think my, a, my mean my brain is not nice to me but yeah oh exactly my brain's not nice to me either I'm like oh if they're not inviting me they hate me oh, yes no. yes oh, this is what's happening when really like I remember I started like a group chat that's not been going on for years and I was like oh I always wanted to get closer to them and then I started the group chat and now it's like a thing and now yeah. we're like way closer so it could also just be like, Kinesi, you might just be very intimidating. Like, I like to be like, maybe I'm just intimidating and people just think I'm super cool, uh, which I'm not sure if that's what it is, but like, maybe think... that's it. <laughs> I'm going to say a thing that's not nice to me, but also could be shitty to other people. I don't know. Okay. If people want to fuck you, it doesn't matter if you're intimidating. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, if people actually did want to fuck you, it wouldn't matter that I do plan a lot and that I do work really hard. That wouldn't matter. They would be like, hey, I, I have the urge to talk to you so I can put my penis inside you. Like, And so I'm like, it just must mean that they're not attracted to me. If they're not doing the work, if they're not inviting me, that means they don't like me, and therefore I'm not going to do it. And that is often how I respond to things and what you're saying makes sense but i also reject it deeply based on how i've been judging myself and others my entire life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which yeah. is why this work right now is so good yes. of like that you do love yourself first and foremost right you know yeah. what you bring to the table and once you can be like this is why i bring the table um because i feel like that's not part of the problem i feel like people want to fuck you but you sound like not too into it that you're just like Meh. i mean most people ugh, gross um <laughs> No, shut up. <laughs> uh, but some people, yes. And honestly, I love it when I hadn't even been thinking about fucking someone or thinking of them in a sexual way at all. And they're like, but uh, how about me as a sexual person? I'm like, oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe, I just, let me think more about that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, and like, you know, when they did, they put it out there. And I think it really is like, it becomes like this game of chicken with like friendships, relationships, like fucking. It's like, who's just going to put it out there first? Like what? who's winning if we don't put any of this out there? Um, yeah. Which, what is it? Uh, there's a book, The Art of uh, uh, Lindsay. Oh, I will find it after the podcast. Um, but it's like the guide to like the art of getting what you want. And it's literally just being mm. like, and she like interviews Dom. So like dominatrix of like, how do you get what you want? And it boils down to like, are you asking for it? Are you okay. asking for what you want out loud? Also, your podcast is probably the, the best place to, to discuss this. Uh, several people in the last two years have suggested that I should be a dominatrix. Oh. Even people that I'm seeing. And it's not, I'm I'm actually rather uh, subservient in the bedroom. I'm more into that. But they're like, just the way that you act and the way that you carry yourself. Have you considered this? And I'm like, no. Mm. <laughs> like, I, how? That's so you, you give off very confident energy then. Do you know I what guess. I mean? Like you give like, I control this room energy. And so that can be very intimidating to people. And they're like, well, I'm going to wait for her. I'm going to follow her. Like, dudes are, okay, dudes that I've liked have said this to me and it irks the shit out of me. <laughs> um, it's true. It, so what, what I'm hearing is that they are not getting this out of nowhere and there is some basis and that is annoying. <laughs> I want... <laughs> what I want the way that I want it. And I don't want to change at all. 
but I know that I have to, and that's so frustrating. But how do people make money on off this Dom thing? Because if so many people keep telling me that I should do it, I want to do it and I want to make money off of it. I do feel like I could hook you up with some people to kind of explain okay. it to you. Thank you. Um, that would be nice. Uh, cause yeah, there's definitely like, there's also like a lot, a lot of rules too, of like how to do it. But I think you, I think you, if you're down, you could do this. I'd be um, down. Especially the, if it was like, if, if you just want me to be like bossy to a man and I don't have to like touch his penis, I want to do that. I think, I think that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause a lot he can of, touch his penis, but I don't want to touch his penis. You can even do like a chastity belt. Like you can have, like, you can have the yeah. key, like you could have so much fun with this. Um, there's so okay. many there's so many outcomes um, that I think aren't fully sexual because it's about okay. it's about I think you know the power dynamic too you know mm. um, yeah this could be a fun role for you okay this cool. also made me think when you were like I want what I want and I don't want to change um, we're we're kind of in very similar uh, situations right now this uh, for me right now it's more like career wise and um, I was like literally talking to Aaron yesterday of like I know my bad habits i know when i am uncomfortable i quit i yeah. know when i put myself out there and i feel uncomfortable i quit like i stop so i was like all that i want this year is to not quit something because i feel physically uncomfortable emotionally uncomfortable because i've put myself out there yeah and you don't know what's going to come out from that and i think there's a lot of parallels and our exact same feelings uh, <laughs> from what you were talking about yeah it's like but can i just do the same Thing I've been doing and a different result happened. Can't that happen? No. Damn it. What is that? Is that um is that psychotic? What is it like where you do the same yeah. thing, expecting a different result? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wish. And I just but wish low grade was... psychosis. Low, <laughs> low grade. Small. Low grade. Like no one's just no one's bit. gonna die. No yeah. one's gonna be murdered. Um, except our sanity. But yeah. it is like and potentially our happiness, but and no one ever talks about like how uncomfortable growth is and how like the work is not fun like once you get out of it once you get like you make it through that like that yeah. journey you're like oh amazing so glad i did it but when you're in it you're like this fucking sucks. sucks if it were easy everyone would do it and everyone would be healed and like self-actualized so mm -hmm. it's not easy to get self-actualized but i would like to hear more self-actualized people tell me that it, the journey is worth it because i'm gonna be pissed as hell if my res reward and this is probably the case my reward for self-actualization is that i just have to keep self-actualizing <laughs> like yeah, part of it. but ugh. but you have a good point like it you have to have the i, don't, I was gonna say courage but that feels really cheesy but you do kind of have to have the courage to change and think of how many people in your life like will never change like they'll never right. do yeah. it yeah and I was about to list out names and I was like, don't do that. <laughs> I know. That. Like I could, I could too. Like we all could. And like a lot of people are like, aren't in our lives anymore either. Cause they weren't willing to change. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. And I feel bad for them because you, d they were unhappy and they may still be, but like right now you're uncomfortable, but not unhappy. Yeah. Depressed maybe, but not unhappy. Yeah. And I'm also like getting over my period uh, over mm. it, like it's a flu. It is, honestly, it's a thing. And I wish I didn't have to do it. But um, I have to realize, Kenise, you're getting over your period. You've been mm. sneezing your face off because you just got back from vacation. <laughs> like, give yourself a day. There is always like, it's like the day or two before, because I got off of um, birth control. So I'm now like learning like my body. Yeah. Again, the fucking um, 
IUD just leveled me out. I had no PMS, nothing. But now it's like the day or two before my period. I am a psychotic mess. I take everything personally. Everything's wrong. And then I'll like sleep the next day and be fine. And then like I bleed and I'm like, oh my God, why can I not remember this every time? Every time. Every time this is what's going on. It's it's literally your body just making you feel like shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No. Yeah. Give yourself. It's cold. It's 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 cold. I just got back from vacation. My period. I'm giving myself a couple of days to say, you know what? It's okay that you are dealing with a low-grade depression. I've experienced severe depression. You're experiencing a low-grade one, and you are working to get out of it. You're going to eat fruits and vegetables. I have to go to the grocery store. Uh, That's why I say you're going to. It's not like a present tense thing. It's you're going to. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my job says, uh, give yourself grace, which at first I was like, I well, don't what's like your job? This. Sorry. To um, no, no, no. So I work at a startup uh, that helps ther- um, therapists use insurance. Ooh, yeah. Insurance nice. fucking sucks is what it I'm really does. It's really, really bad. Um, And so it's new. Like I'm, I'm still in training, which is great. It's like three months of training, but they've, they're always like, just give yourself some grace, man. Like you, you okay. don't know this yet. Just give yourself, yeah. they don't say it like that. They're very calm and like sweet and like super happy, which is these people crazy. who work in therapy are well adjusted. Right? <laughs> Whoa, bizarre. Crazy. Although there um, are, so I've gotten on some dates with some therapists and I'm like, you need your services more than anybody else. Please stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have met, I have, uh, I had a friend that dated a therapist and we were like, this is not, I feel like he's just like psychoanalyzing you the whole time and like getting in your head. Like, I think this needs to stop. So I do agree. I do agree. Okay. And I do wonder about my therapist all the time. I'm like, what is your life? Uh, though I did, a, I have like a wellness benefit, but I have to get a bill from her. Mm-hmm. Um, to to get them to like you know pay me for that and mm-hmm. i finally saw her address and i was like oh you're doing great like, you, <laughs> you're, you're doing fine, fine. Yeah. i've always wondered but you are fine um because you like she's very like she won't tell you anything about her life and i've been with her for like six years and Ooh. she's like asked to come to comedy shows and i'm like i don't i think you got to give me something yeah uh, before i give you that um but I was like, have her come, but then ask like oddly specific questions to mm-hmm. her in the mm-hmm. audience to be like, I'm going to find out about you. Uh, she lives very close to Central Park in a very nice oh, area. Okay. And I was like, okay, good for you. All right, fine. I feel like that's fine to put on the podcast. That's not. You're not saying not, her specific name. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people live in that area. So a lot of people do. And probably half of them. And this is truly based on like one Meryl Streep movie from like 2003. A fair number of therapists live over there. So that's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's where I used to see her like not that specific location um but I used to see her like in that area before before COVID mm. um, I remember being like she was like she like called she's like I think we're just gonna do the phone now and then we never went back and I was like yeah. thank god because I live in Brooklyn and it would be like my yeah. whole day just to go see her exactly um, not worth it so I love this uh this has been a great episode I do always love to ask at the very end like is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about no, we really did go run the gamut. We talked about my show. We talked about my relationship stuff that I'm still very much so working out. And it feels like, Jesus Christ, I've been an adult for so many years. Why am I always still having to figure this out? And that, I find it annoying, but I recognize that I have to do it, so I'll do it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it helps, but it's like, I remember I was like overthinking something, um, feeling like really icky about something. And my husband was like, you know, everyone feels this way, right? Like everyone feels like they don't have it together and they should at this point, but we're all just like faking it. And I was like, 
that that speaks to me as a failure of design. That if everyone Mm -hmm. is experiencing a negative emotion based on the perception that other people are not experiencing this, then we should find a better solution for it so that everyone doesn't go through this. This this is a design issue. Okay. A structural design issue. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I'm starting to see it more on social media. People being like, no, like this sucks. Like this is how I'm feeling right now. Like this is me without a filter on, like that type of shit. Yeah. Um, So I feel like people are starting to be like, oh, we could make this easier to talk about. And I hope we get there. I do. I hope we get there as well. Me too. Thank you for having me on. Oh my God, of course. Okay, thank you again so much for listening. You guys are my favorite, though I've never seen you before. Just know I think about you. I think about y'all. You make me happy. I hope I can say the same for you about me. <laughs> I don't know. Remember to go follow Kenise Mobley at Kenise Mobley on all the socials. And if you are in New York City, Brooklyn, wherever, uh, the tri-state area, uh, and you want to come down, go to Littlefield January 30th to go see Don't Kill Yourself Yet. Uh, it's I think it's going to be a really great show. And we will talk next week, the week after. We'll see. Love you all. Bye, babes. Bye.